The Zevol podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and the Wild Card Weekend Edition of the Scorching Six. We're recording this on a Thursday night in South Texas, and joining me in studio, Rebound. What up, Rebound? How you doing? What's up? I'm good. How are you doing, Z-Ball? And also, we have uh, joining us on the line from Miami, Florida, Sammy. What up, Sammy? How you doing? Hey guys, nice to be here. How are you guys? Doing well. Uh, we got four exciting wild card uh, matchups uh, to look to go through. So let's just jump right straight into it. So we got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. So the first game we have on Saturday, uh, it's a afternoon game. Uh, it's an AFC South uh, divisional battle in this wild card matchup with the six seed Colts uh, traveling to Houston to take on the thir- the three seed Texans. And we got the Houston Texans giving a point and a half in this one. Sammy, what do you think about this matchup? It's a, I think it's a very tough matchup. And, and, you know, in general, if, if a home team is playing in a tight matchup, they're normally, you know, giving three points. The fact this is uh, less than that goes to show that I, I think probably favors in this game. <clears throat> So, I don't know, man. It, 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 it's tough. The last played in D1 24-21. Uh, you know, uh, Houston have lost two games at home. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think Indy's offense is probably seventh versus Houston is, I think, 15th. Uh, defense, uh, they're both very good defense. <coughs> uh, I probably take Houston. Negative one point five. I, I just think you know, uh, Deshaun Watson has very very good chemistry with Hopkins. Their running game is finally coming in. Um, they've got wonderful offense. Definitely you know home advantage. Um, and and you know and I do love Andrew Luck, uh, but I, I do think uh, Marlon Mack kind of fumbled the ball, you know, last game. And my eye test says Houston's probably going to win. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Houston, Houston by a field goal. Okay. Rebound, what are your thoughts? On this one, I think, as Sammy mentioned, it's going to be a close one. If you look at each position, it's pretty close. You got Lamar Miller versus Marlon Mack. That's pretty even. I like Marlon Mack since he's more young. Then we got receivers. We got T.Y. Hilton, and I don't even know who the second wide receiver is. And you got DeAndre Hopkins and Kiki Cuddy, or however, however you pronounce his name. Demarius Thomas got injured last game, was placed on the IR, unfortunately. And as Sammy mentioned, both defenses are good. And having uh, three points at home, so this is pretty much Indy's game to lose, in my opinion. 
And I think they pull out and win this one by six points, 27-21. Okay, yeah, I mean, this one, uh, like their regular season games uh, showed us, uh, there were two very close matchups. I mean, the first time they faced off, uh, the Texans won 37-34 in Indianapolis in overtime. And that was when Frank Reich decided to go for it uh, when they were tied late in overtime. Instead of taking the tie, he, he ended up going for it. And then the Texans got the ball back and were able to kick a game-winning field goal. And then their most recent game, I think three or four weeks ago, the Colts won in Houston 24-21. to Another close matchup. But I just think right now, I mean, the Colts are riding a hot wave. So I'm going to have to agree with Rebound on this one. I think they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. The way they've been playing, and Andrew Luck has had a sensational season. Uh, Second in touchdown passes behind Patrick Mahomes. Uh, He should definitely win the comeback player of the year for sure. And I I just think this is his... uh, this is his game to lose here because, I mean, he now has an offensive line behind him. He has a good defense. There's really no excuses for him here in this game, and I think this is his time to shine in this wild card game in Houston. So I'm going with the Colts. I'm going to go 24-21 Colts in this one, and I think they move on to the divisional round and face the Chiefs. Well, I hope you're correct. I mean, I, I love the Colts. I, I, I'm rooting for Andrew Luck. I think he's gone through a lot of adversity. He's, he's a humble guy. I think he just got 30. Um, you know, he's hungry. He's humble. He, he's got a really good work ethic. He's positive. Finally, the Colts have gotten a decent O-line for him uh, to protect him because, uh, you know, the way they, the way he was attacked earlier on in his career, uh, we thought uh, it would be very short-lived. So I'm very happy for him. Definitely come back player of the year. Uh, rooting for the Colts, obviously, but, uh, you know, I will have to disagree on that. I think he's just by a field goal. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so with that, uh, that should be an exciting uh, first wild card game to tip off the action. But the the one I think most people are looking forward to for Saturday night is the game in Dallas and Jerry World. We got where we have the Cowboys, the fifth seed or the fourth seed, excuse me, hosting the fifth seed Seattle Seahawks and giving two points. Rebound, what do you think? On this one, it's really tough as most games, but you know. No, I'm not going to say nobody, but most people did not expect the Seahawks to be here as everyone thought they were re- rebuilding, or most people. And Russell Wilson has played lights out. The receiving core is good with Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett. And then the running game is definitely solid with Chris Carson, Mike Davis, and even rookie Richard Penny, who they, they, don't, they don't use as much. And then on defensive side of the ball, Dallas definitely has the edge on this one. Dallas plays well at home. I mean, most people didn't even expect Dallas to be here until they traded for Amari Cooper and flipped the script and had a good second season. But I'm going to ride the hot wave and go with Seahawks plus one. Plus two. Plus two, whatever it is. Okay, uh, rebound going plus two with C- uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Sammy, what do you think? I'd be very happy if Dallas loses. I am always very happy when Dallas loses. Uh, I Listen, they've only lost one game at home, so it's going to be a very, very tough battle for, for Seattle to come in uh, during playoffs. You know, Dallas fans travel well. They're at home. Uh, they're loud. Uh, there are a lot of expectations. The running game, obviously, is all Zeke. 
You know what? It's, it's interesting. I, Dak Prescott has kind of grew on me in the last few games. He's, you know, that, that ending against the Giants, that, that throw was amazing. I, I mean, a lot of credit to uh, Beasley as well for catching it. But uh, I, I think, you know, a couple of uh, Amari Cooper games uh, and, you know, games like here and there, I think it's giving Dak Prescott a lot of confidence. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think Dallas will win. Uh, to definitely cover the spread. Um, their, their defense is uh, it, it's pretty awesome, and uh, um, you know Seattle. You know if you can double team Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin's been been kind of scratchy all year. He's been on and out. He, he's had some really good games. Uh, I think if you if you can pressure Russell Wilson. Uh, it, it will be a problem. They'll have to bank on their running game. I think Dallas' uh, run defense is, is quite good. I think the best way for Seahawks to win is to kind of look at that, uh, you know, blueprint of that Tennessee-Dallas game where, where Tennessee kills Dallas. Um, I just don't see Dallas losing at home in this one, especially with the points that being two. Uh, I think Dallas will probably win this by a field goal. Okay, yeah, I mean... Dallas, I mean, red hot, and I mean, their season looked like it was doomed, and then midseason trade for Amari Cooper, and that really kind of rejuvenated them, kickstarted them to the NFC East divisional title. And then the Seahawks on the other side, uh, a team that going into the season looked like it was in complete rebuild mode. It looked like Pete Carroll's days number were numbered, but that has completely flipped around at the end of this, the, the regular season now as they are a 10-win team as well, and in that first wildcard spot in the NFC. And Russell Wilson has kind of emerged as kind of a semi-elite quarterback, uh, something I thought I'd never say, but uh, he's playing really well. And then they kind of changed the identity of their kind of their offensive schemes in the middle of the season, kind of going more to run run heavy type uh, offense and controlling the clock. And I think that's really served them well. And really kind of just giving them a good type of pace in their games and in their 10 wins. But, yeah, for this one, uh, Dallas minus two, I'm going to have to agree with you here, Sammy. I I love Dallas at home. Uh, Their front four is emerging uh, to be one of the better front fours in the entire league. I mean, you got Randy Gregory there, Demarcus Lawrence, and then their young linebacking duo with Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish is – uh, superb, I mean. And then you're going to see a, a strong dose of Ezekiel Elliott on the offensive side behind that offensive line. I think they're going to control the clock, control the line of scrimmage. And I like Dallas here in this game, and I'm going to take them to win 34-28. Uh, to 28. So me and Sammy agree on that one. Finally, Sandy prevailed. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So... Me and Sammy agree on game number two for the Wild Card Weekend. Uh, with that, we'll move into the Sunday slate of games for the Wild Card Weekend. This one we have uh, a game that we just saw two weeks ago, but this was in L.A. Uh, it's now going to be in Baltimore where we have the Ravens, the number four seed in the AFC, hosting the Los Angeles Chargers, the number five seed, and giving two and a half points at home. Sammy, what do you think? Played, did the Chargers win? 22-10 Ravens won in LA. 
favorite? Ravens are two and a half point favorite. I think, uh, oh man. I think Ravens will win this one. Listen, they're the, they're the number one defense in the league right now. They've only lost one game at home, just like Dallas. Uh, Chargers have very good offense. I think Chargers are maybe 11th in the league in yard game in offense. I think it'll really come down to possession. Uh, Chargers obviously are, you know, with, with Melvin Gordon healthy. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers obviously is a great quarterback. There's going to be um, a lot of strikes on air, but they're going to have a decent running game. Running game is going to struggle a little bit because um, Baltimore remedy is, is, is quite amazing. So I think Melvin Gordon is not going to be that big of a factor. So it comes, re- it really comes down to Keenan Allen uh, and, and how he performs. Keenan Allen, uh, you know, great kid, very humble. Uh, I believe he's from South Carolina, <laughs> but but he's also a little injury prone. So uh, Baltimore, being uh, being Baltimore, being at home, um, you know, they still have that uh, Ray Lewis third going on there. Uh, I think they're going to come out all guns blazing. I think uh, their defense is really going to come through. Um, on the other hand, Chargers' defense is uh, is not that good. And, uh, um, you know, with Lamar uh, Jackson, uh, obviously we know how good of a runner he is. I think last time we talked, I told him he is uh, – I, t- I think I told you guys he is uh, – uh, I, forgot, I forgot the term. But, you know, he's a smarter quarterback. He's smart. I, I, th- I said he was smarter than RG3. Uh, he escapes from injuries. I've also noticed that he started, he, he's seen a little bit of confidence throwing the ball. Uh, so I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, airstrikes on that end as well. Purely based on timing, I think they're going to, Baltimore is going to have more position with the ball. I think uh, with better defense. And, and home field advantage and having only lost one game at home, I think Baltimore is probably going to win this one. They're going to cover the points. Okay. Sammy going Ravens minus two and a half. Rebound, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, as the Ravens won 22 to 10 in L.A. two weeks ago, uh, this is going to be a whole different game because, Mel, as Sammy mentioned, Melvin Gordon wasn't playing. Keenan Allen pretty much didn't play. He left in the first quarter. And the the Chargers are also getting Hunter Henry back, which is going to be a good addition to their offense. And the Ravens got the best D in the league, as Sammy mentioned. It's just going to be a whole different game. And as one of the probably the greatest analysis, sports analysis, Colin Coward mentioned that when when you play a team within three weeks, you know what to do the next time you play them. And I, I think they're going to have the Lamar Jackson thing under control, and I think they're, they're going to have it figured out. And I, I think the Chargers are going to win this one by three, a field goal. Okay, uh, rebound going Chargers, I, I, I plus two and a half. greatest sports analyst, Colin Coward. I have no idea what you're saying. What, you're not giving me the benefit of the doubt? No. He, 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 oh, is, no. he is the greatest sports analyst. He he, pre- he preaches every day. You are talking to the greatest sports analyst. Yeah, me, yeah, Z-Ball. There you go. I, I love Z-Ball too, man. I, I think he's a better analyst than Coward. 
Okay. Neither here nor there. Uh, rebound going Chargers plus two and a half. Uh, yeah, this one, I mean, uh, this is a really interesting game. I mean, considering that we, we spoke about this one, this game, two and uh, two weeks ago on the Scorching Six for week 16, Sammy. Uh, and then I think we both picked Baltimore correctly in that game. And then I think my kind of concerns with Lamar Jackson was that initially short term he can have success because it's not really a full season. Teams don't really have much film on him. They're not – they don't really practice for – a zone read type quarterback, zone read design type runs. But now that they're facing off again, and even though that it, it might be in Baltimore, the Chargers now have a lot more film on him. They have recent film that they just played against him. Uh, they have one of the better defensive ends in the league in Joey Bosa. And then offensively, like Rebound mentioned, they're getting back Hunter Henry uh, to go alongside with Antonio Gates as that their tight end combo, and then they they're getting Melvin Gordon back, and Keenan Allen hopefully can stay healthy the whole game this time, and then even in last last time when they played twenty two to ten I think was the final score uh, I think they got like a a seventy yard touchdown I believe Lamar Jackson had like early on in that game and it kind of just flipped the momentum it was a really bad uh, miss coverage by the defensive backs of the Chargers so. A lot of stuff just happened, and I don't, I just don't see where uh, Baltimore is going to get some sort of offense if the Chargers are able to put a spy on Lamar and kind of shut down his design run, zone read type offense. So that's kind of my concern with the Ravens. So because of that, I'm going with the road team, the LA Chargers, getting two and a half points on on the road in a tough, cold environment in Baltimore, but. I think their their offense will I think they'll score more than 10 points this time. And I I just like them winning this game outright and I'm going to go with them in this game. I'm going to go 27 to 24 Chargers in this one. Yeah, you preach, Zball. Shut up. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, I, I think Zball, I think that's a good analysis. I uh, I mean, I I do agree with some of what you're saying. I just I just think Baltimore is going to come more prepared. Uh, I, you know, the only the only downside with Lamar is I think he's the youngest rookie quarterback to ever play the playoff. Um, so I think there's going to be some added pressure to him. But uh, you know, I've seen that he, you know, he I think he's only lost one game since he started, and uh, I just really think he's going to deliver this year. I hope you're right because I hate both LA teams. Fuck the Chargers and the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, he has been impressive. Nonetheless, I mean, 6-1, and one, the only loss was a a game that they kind of let go and a game that the Chiefs stole from them. But we'll see what happens. It should be an exciting matchup on early afternoon window on Sunday. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go Chargers uh, plus 2.5 rebound is as well. You're going Ravens minus 2.5, so we'll see what happens. But with that, we'll move into the last wild card game of the weekend. It's a late afternoon game on Sunday from Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois. Got the Bears at 12-4, and four hosting the Eagles, the last wild card in the NFC, and giving six points at home. Rebound, what do you think? Yeah, so this one's a whole different game. It's the only spread over, th- over a field goal. 
And obviously, we, we, we that's for a reason. We got the Eagles, who came red hot out of nowhere after Carson Wentz went down just like last season. And they became hot, and the, the Nick Foles rode them all the way to the Super Bowl. And then we got... I would say one of the one of the most surprising teams in the NFL this season, if not the most, the Chicago Bears, which we got Mitchell Trubisky, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton. This is a a really good offense, and they probably have one of the top five defenses in the league. Khalil Mack changed the whole whole thing with them, and I just. I'm not gonna ride the wave this season with the, with Philly. I'm not buying them. Their defense is okay. It's not good, and their offense is same. It's good. I'll give it good. Uh, just because Nick Foles is there, he spreads the ball out more, and the run game works out. But they had their running back Jay Ajayi go out for the season, so now they're on Darren Sproles, and I forgot the other guy's name. Who you? Three running backs. Yeah, Adams. Smallwood. Yeah, Josh Adams. There we go, and Wendell Smallwood, as you said, and I just think the Chicago D is gonna put them to put them put up a great performance. I think this is an easy one, and I want you to tell your boys because maybe they can make some money, maybe even get a honey. Swallow the points. Take Chicago minus six. Lock of the week. Alrighty, rebound. Uh. Very confident with swallowing the six points with Chicago. Sammy, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, when every time rebounds uh, rebound says lock of the week, it freaks me out because a lot of his locks are wrong, have been wrong this year. But have you lost you know, a lot of money on on his locks? What? <laughs> have you has has your bank account uh, gone uh, limp because of some of his locks? No, I, I, I only listen to uh, Reball for Leisure. <laughs> I, I love him. But I only listen to especially when he gets super enthusiastic. Lock off the week, swallow the points. I'm like, no, no, let's just calm down. There's no locking anywhere. Uh, but I will agree with him on this one. I, I there is a lock on your door. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, you know, Bears are, I think, I think they're third, number third defense in the league. Uh, I think they've only lost one game at home. Um, you know what? Mitch Trubisky is probably the most improved quarterback this year. I mean, do you remember seeing him last year? He was absolute shit. I don't know what happened to him this year. I think like, Andrew is, Luck is the most improved, honestly. Who? Andrew Luck. Who? Andrew Luck. No. Andrew Luck was always great, bro. He was just injured. Mitch Trubisky uh, had, a, you know, he had a very limited skill set last year. Andrew Luck, there was never a question about his skill set. It was just the pieces around him that were that were not that good. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you the BOD on that. So, you know, I just think uh, Mitch Trubisky, he's playing very good offense. The kid can throw the ball. He's obviously a very good runner of the ball. Um, you know, <laughs> their defense is insane, man. I. I, I just think Nick Foles reminds me of this really old toothpick. Uh, you know, if you, you know, if you blow hair a little harder, it's gonna it's gonna hurt him. I just really don't think he's gonna deliver. Uh, I'd be very surprised to score more than two 
two, you know, two touchdowns. Um, again, it's, I think this is going to be a possession game. Um, I think I think Bears will have a longer possession. They, they've got a good running game with you know uh, Howard and Cohen. Uh, Mr. Risky can spray the ball a little bit, uh, and with their defense showing up at home in this weather. Uh, you know, Chicago weather is a little different than Philly weather. Chicago cold is different from Philly cold. Is it really? Uh, How? Coming from the- Can you explain that? Because I've been to Philly and Chicago, but it was both in the summer, so. So I've been, I've been to Philly and Chicago in the winters. I actually spent a lot of time in Chicago in the winters. Uh, Chicago is called the Windy City. Uh, you know, there's, uh, and, and the, the Soldier Field is very close to Lake Michigan. The air that comes from Lake Michigan is bone-chilling cold. It's just very, very, very cold. Uh, I just don't, I, and, and, you know, Chicago plays well at home. They have been playing well at home. So you're uh, saying the weather is going to play an effect into the game? Absolutely. I think the weather will play a factor. Uh, you know, when it's cold, it, you know, a hit, by, a hit by Mac would probably hurt a little bit more. Uh, and their defense is just is just way too good. Just not Mac. I think he's he's been a great leader of their defensive side of the ball. Uh, they've been playing, you know, they've been playing their A game. Uh, I think they're going to bring it. You know, their running game is on point. I really don't think Philly has good defense. They've been dinged up this year. Um, I just don't see them scoring more than. And I'm very generous when I say 14 points against this defense. Uh, and I will agree with uh, with Rehan. I, I will say. Um, uh, Bears will will cover the spread. Okay, so you guys agree on something? That's good to hear. Yeah, big time shit. So yeah, over here, I mean, yeah, uh, I think uh, we have a kind of a a big spread in my opinion with Chicago minus six. I mean, I think they o- they only beat San Francisco by fourteen to nine, and then they beat they kind of they kind of let the uh, crappy Minnesota team hang in there. And they could have let Minnesota beat them and then maybe just crush them again this weekend. But they decided to win that game. And then now here we are. They're facing the Eagles. The Eagles, uh, I think, winners of three straight to get into the last wild card spot. Uh, Nick Foles starting all three of those games and playing pretty well. I mean, uh, as as wary as I've been for Nick's, Nick Foles uh, sustaining some sort of long-term success, and for like a full season stuff, like he failed to do with the Rams, Chiefs. I mean, he had a, a good first stint with the Eagles. That was even that was like a eleven game stretch or something. But he was really good then. I think twenty seven touchdowns and two interceptions. That was back in twenty thirteen. But and obviously last season he had that great Super Bowl run. He, I think he can play good enough to kind of keep this Eagles team in the game. Whether they will win or not, that, that's that's the tough call to make. And I don't think they'll win the game. I think the Bears are definitely the team that's going to win this game. But, Man, big time shit. He's disagreeing with us. But I, I definitely love... I, my ears are bleeding right now. I definitely love Philadelphia getting six, he though. Loves Philadelphia. In this so, game. So Zeeshan's lock, Z-Ball's lock of the week is Philadelphia. And my lock of the week is Chicago. So which well, will, which is a lock? I, I don't really do locks of the week. I love Philadelphia though he getting loves six. Philadelphia. And this one, but I I still like Chicago to win the game. I, I love Philly. I love brotherly love, but so I, I don't love them in this game. So I like Chicago to win the game twenty-one to seventeen, but I I like Philly getting six in this one. 
Just a little disclaimer, Zishan has not been feeling very well. He's on some medication. Uh, there might be some side effects to that. Uh, Sammy, I have a, a, a question for you and just want your take on this. So, the Eagles have been have had Carson Wentz and he's got injured twice and Nick Foles has filled in very well. What do you think they should do? Should they trade? They're going to have to trade one of them this offseason. Who do you trade and why? Well, I will trade I will trade uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a very, very good backup quarterback. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I think at the end of the day, it's all about consistency. Um, and Nick Foles is just not very consistent. I mean, he's the kind of guy that's a filler quarterback. He can probably play well five or six games a year, uh, but uh, that, there's a reason why he's been, he, you know, he has traveled to so many teams. Uh, Carson is the future. You know, he, he was injured last year. I just don't think he was 100% this year. I'm glad they are resting him. I think he's going to be, you know, I, I don't think there's any doubt about how talented he is. I think once he's 100% fit, um, He's going to be, you know, he's going to be a, a very solid quarterback going forward. So, and, and you know, with uh, Philly making the playoffs again with a ding-up squad, I think that further increases the value of uh, of uh, the backup quarterback whose name I'm now forgetting. Nick Foles. Nick so, Foles. speaking yeah. about Foles, the last season they didn't want to trade him, obviously because Wentz wasn't a hundred percent, and that that was a good decision, but. This season, when they do put him on the market, what do you think they'll get for him? I don't know. It just depends on what they want. You know, I, I, I you know, at the end of the day, if it's valid, I again, you know, it's all about consistency. I think they should, uh, um, they should maybe hope for a decent running back. Um, I, I think they are. They have been struggling. You know, Sproles uh, is is a filler running back right now. I, I believe. And uh, Sproles is uh, is getting old, so you know I think they need to invest a little bit on their running back squad. I, um, so you're not buying in on Josh Adams? No, I'm not. I, I mean, why would I? What has, has he done anything so far this year? He's done solid. I mean, I only know that because of fantasy. Okay. <clears throat> well, I don't even know who he is. So if I don't know who he is, he hasn't done well. That's my sports analysis. That be Colin Coward any day. I'm just any asking day. of what they would get because last season when after they won the Super Bowl, obviously his value was skyrocket. And some and I, don't, I forgot which person it was, but it was on ESPN. And they said they wouldn't even trade him for two first-round picks, which is insane. I don't know, I don't know who said that. But that I was- forgot who it was, but I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember hearing that. Yeah, you need to stop watching all these shows, bro. Um, but anyways, so yeah, uh, I guess Z, Z believes the Philly is going to cover the spread. All right. We, we do got to remember he's on some meds. Yeah, no, we remember it. I'm glad, I'm glad we put that as a disclaimer. We love Z, but, you know, sometimes his uh, analysis is a little skewed, and this time it's not his fault. Okay, fair enough. So uh, I guess that'll wrap it up for the wild card games, but getting into some kind of award talk and stuff. So we'll start with the, I guess, the biggest award they hand out in the NFL every season, an individual player award. Who's your MVP, Sammy? Patrick Mahomes. Okay. That's fair. 
Rebound, who's yours? You know, this is the easiest. It's Patrick Mahomes. If anyone gets this over Patrick Mahomes, this award should no longer be given out. The guy threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, and it, it should be unanimous. Uh, I'll give it to Drew Brees. He had a good season. Same with Andrew Luck, but this shouldn't even be close. If if they don't give it to him, it's it's probably because he's black. Okay, yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I don't think it's much of a discussion. Patrick Mahomes is the guy for M the MVP, and I don't think anybody else is really close. I mean, the 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Say it again. Come again. He looks like a frog. He looks like a frog, bro. He doesn't look black. I think his mother is white. <laughs> but he is black. He's half black, so you got to give him the benefit. That's where the talent comes from, right? Yeah, but that's where the talent comes from, right? The, the, the dad side, then. Well, I can't really say anything now because I really want to say something, but I'm not sure how bad I can go here. No, no, say it. Please, please. We want entertainment on this podcast. One of my, one of my very good friends, I, I, was, I was with BAs and we were watching a football game, and he was very uninterested in the, in the game. And I was... My back was towards the TV, so I kept on turning around and watching the TV. And at some point, he's like, hey, why are you watching this game? I'm like, dude, I love football. And he's like, and he's like, hey, give me one reason why you don't. And he's like, football reminds him of black people running around the cotton field. <laughs> uh, okay. And he was dead serious about it. Okay. And I'm like, man, that's just, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, 50, 50 touchdown passes, 5,000 yards. Um, I mean, he's come from behind on some amazing games. Uh, you know, he's amazing, uh, you know, mental stability as a rookie. Well, I mean, you know, technically he's, he's second year, but he's a rookie. He's a rookie. This is the yeah, I agree. Season. He's a rookie. He's starting. So, you know, I, I, I think it, I, I agree with uh, Rehan. I think it should be unanimous. There's no way anybody else should win the court. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we'll move on then. We all have... Wait, hold on. We're not moving on. Well, who do you think should be the uh, most valuable Yeah, I said Patrick Mahomes. It's not much of a discussion to me. I think I said this two weeks ago, too. Patrick Mahomes is the guy. <laughs> so... All right, fair. That's fair. Mahomes. So uh, we'll move on to the next award. What do you think for Rookie of the Year rebound? This is a really tough one, if you ask me, because... Both Saquon Barkley. It's either going to be Saquon or Baker, but in my opinion, both of these guys will hate me if I say this, but I think it should be co-rookie of the year for both of them. Saquon had an amazing season. I had him on my fantasy team. Thank you so much for winning me the championship, Saquon. Thank you. I love you. 2,000-plus scrimmage yards. Amazing season. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Giants... Uh, I'm not going to say they made the wrong pick, but I just would not have gone Saquon. He didn't win them games. They were still 5-11, and 11, but Baker, he broke the passing touchdown record of tw with 27, and he, he came in on the fourth game, I believe. He was three games short, and he still broke the record. So I, I'm going co-rookie co of the year with Sa Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield. All righty. Sammy, what do you think? What do you think? This is like a cookie scout? This is like a camp or something? Where what? No, you're not giving me the benefit of the doubt on saying that? 
<laughs> it's happened before. You can ask Z-Ball. No, no, nobody is nobody sharing the award, man. No hell. It, it has happened before. I mean, men should, not, men should not share the award. It's like going to a bathroom and sharing a urinal. You can't do that. I mean, girls okay. always go to the bathroom together. Okay, well, yes. I mean, we can get into kinky stuff later, but <laughs> but um, for me, rookie of the year, Baker Mayfield. Okay. Yeah, I just think he's yeah for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Saquon has, has done really well. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it's, you know, it's kind of neck and neck, but, <clears throat> you know, you have to look at, you have to look at. Um, Do we have the current look. odds up? Can we get them up right now? What? Do you know the odds right now? That would be, that would be a good bet, maybe, to put, put money on Baker. I don't know. Well, see, the thing is, this is how I look at it. Stability of the organization. You know, where is New York Giants and where have been the Cleveland? It's, you know, going into a bigger market, a more stable market for Saquon shows stability. You know, you got Eli. You can say whatever you want about Eli. Eli has been non-controversial. He, he you know, he's a white-collared quarterback. Uh, he's a good he's a good person. I think he's a very good role model. Their, their ownership has been amazing. Uh you know, Saquon, got, Saquon uh, you know, took birth in a very, very stable environment. Um, you know, unfortunately, they, they didn't win that many games, but it does not mean Saquon did not have a good work environment. For Baker to come into a team, uh, you know, Cleveland in general, I think he's kind of lifted the spirit of Cleveland. Cleveland kind of lost their swagger with LeBron leaving, uh, you know, having won one game in two seasons. Uh, you know, everybody was poo-pooing over... The culture in Cleveland, you know, Cleveland is not a very good city. It gets really cold. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. Baker Mayfield going to Cleveland did not create any drama that he did not want to be traded there. He drafted there. He went there. He took ownership role as a captain. Uh, he played, you know, behind Tyrod Taylor. No drama whatsoever. He comes in, scores the most touchdown for as a rookie quarterback. Uh, I, I, think I think there was some drama. With the, his ex-coach, Hugh Jackson. Well, yeah, but, but again, you know, that's after Hugh Jackson left. Um, but, and, and, you know, you have to take into consideration that he didn't, he didn't start the first four games of the season. Yeah. So the fact that, that they won seven games, they should have won a lot more games. I think they went to OT maybe two or three times this year, I'm sure. Yeah, they and they did tie the first game with the losing well, pit, the, with the Pittsburgh they have, Steelers. They could have easily had a winning record. Having when NFL NFL is, is, is a hard is a hard program. Winning one game is, is hard in NFL. Having gone from one win in two seasons to seven win where you could have had potentially have more wins because you know, I think it's easily said that quarterbacks are the leaders of the team. If you have a quarterback that takes ownership of his position, can lift up the spirits of the whole locker room and I think that's what Baker Mayfield has done. Um, and, and purely because of that acting as a leader uh, and, and, and performing on the field as a leader, as a quarterback, uh, considering the fact that he's still very young and he's a rookie, I think he should win the rookie of the year. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, both guys are really deserving, but I'm going to have to go with Saquon slightly over Baker Mayfield. I just Damn. think... 
he's one of only I believe three. I think he's one of only three running backs ever, maybe to have uh, two thousand scrimming scrimmage yards as a rookie. And I think that's really hard to do, and especially in today's game where the rules favor more of a pass-heavy offense. So that's why I'm not as impressed with a Baker Mayfield's record of 27 or 28 touchdown passes beating Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. With three games short, too, so you're not giving him no benefit of the doubt. Okay, I mean, some benefit. He's very deserving, but I just, I just think Saquon's is more impressive that we're now in a more of a pass-heavy league, and him still... Yeah, Eli, Eli can't throw for shit. <laughs> I agree, and that's what... That, that, that's what makes it even more impressive. Defenses know what's coming, and they still can't stop it. They kept feeding him the ball. That's why he got 2,000 yards. Listen, I'm not saying that he... Uh, he's a great running back, but, you know, you should see how many carries he got, you know? Uh, he, I think he probably got like at least thirty carries every game. <laughs> at least twenty-five, thirty carries every game. I, I don't know the exact number, but you can look at the numbers. I don't think he got that many, but he he, he was getting passes also, short passes like Le'Veon Bell does, which got him yards. I mean, I'm definitely dropping him first round if I can. Nothing against him. I think he's, <laughs> he's amazing, and I, and again, I, I love I love his his energy. He's very humble. Um, he's very hungry for success. I really like him. I think he would be a good role model for all the running, uh, you know, for all the kids that want to um, want to join a high-profile team and, and play at a higher level. I think he's going to be a good role model. Bigger so, Mayfield, not so much a good role model. So speaking about Eli, do you think they should finally move on from Eli? Because the other day there was a press conference and the GM said, uh, when they originally asked about Odell Beckham Jr., they said we didn't sign him to trade him, and then he said we're not sure about Eli. So, what do you think about Odell first of all, and then moving on from Eli? I think Odell sometimes get blamed for ridiculous things. Listen, I, you know, Odell is a diva wide receiver, but he's nowhere close to Antonio Brown's level of diva. Um, I like Odell. Odell. Odell is young. He's he's hungry for success. You know, he. I think he can kind of temper his attitude a little bit. I like him. I think Giants need him as as a figure. Um, and obviously, there's no doubting his talent. Uh, but also, I think I think he's a game changer. Um, Eli, I think Eli should stay one more year. Um, and and hopefully they'll have a really even worse record next year, so that they can they can draft Tua <laughs> the following year. So um, because the question is, okay, fine, they let go of Eli. Who's, who are they going to have? They're thinking a lot of people are saying they should draft uh, Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Do you think Tua is better than Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins is shit. Uh, he's he's not. I'm sorry, he's not that good. I've seen him play. I. I just don't know what the hype is about. Tua is not even comparable. I think it's an insult to Tua to have Dwayne Haskins in the same league um, as him. Um, I think he likes to stay for one more year. Maybe uh, I, I don't think there's a good dra- quarterback draft this year. Next the draft would probably be a little better. 
again, I, I think New York needs stability. They, they don't really have any good quarterbacks going around. I mean, maybe maybe they can get Joe Flacco for one-year contract, maybe. Yeah, um, but the thing is, if I, they get Flacco for one year, they want to look at the long term. If, they, if they're going to... Well, yeah, I mean, if they want to look at the drawings long term, they're going to have to draft someone. I just don't think next next draft is the draft of quarterbacks. I think the draft after that is. But they need to buy one year. Um, you know, like like Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, like the Toronto, they bought one year. They bought Kawhi Leonard services. I think that's what uh, Giants should do. If they do want to actually let go of Eli, maybe they should get Flacco for a year and then, um, and then draft someone in 2020. All right, fair enough. So next award, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. What do you think, Sammy? that i think he's gotten pretty much every he's checked out every defensive score or defensive stat this year has he not yeah that's probably true uh there's no doubting mac i i mean i don't think there's anyone i can't even think of a second person i think i think mac is very deserving of that award okay rebound your thoughts yeah I agree with you on Mac, how great he was, but I'm not giving it to Mac. I'm giving it to Aaron Donald, who, who's definitely who led the league, the league in sacks, excuse me, and he's an amazing player. He got paid his money, and he he's definitely the one. He's winning it. Lock of the year. What a bunch of crap! I thought you hated LA teams, man. What's going on with that? I do, but I give credit when credit's due. Just like. Robert Woods had a had a breakout year. How how is he better than Mac? He led the league in sacks. No BOD. Next question, Z. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's see who Z Ball says. Let's see what Z Ball says. I gotta go with Aaron Donald as well. Damn. <laughs> Mac Mac is a close second probably because he's really turned around the whole identity of that team. But Aaron Donald, I mean, he's getting double, triple teamed uh, on a regular basis, and still coming away with the the close to the most sacks in a in a regular season of all time. So I got to go, Aaron Donald, uh, for Defensive Player of the Year. Thanks, so. Ball. Alrighty. <laughs> Alrighty. So uh, I guess uh, next award we'll go with uh, Coach of the Year. What do you think, Rebound? This is a really tough one, but I forgot the Bears coach name. Uh, what? What? Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. I'm going with Matt Nagy. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He, he came in, turned this franchise around in a tough division with Aaron Rodgers and adding Kirk Cousins to the division, and he just took the team to the playoffs. Playoffs? You kidding me? All right, Sammy. What do you think? I think Luke Jackson. Who? Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Hugh Jackson. All right. Yep. That's a good pick. Well, because because you know he de- he dealt with well first of all he drafted Baker so good for him. Uh, then you know he left Cleveland with a with a one in sixteen record. Then he ended up getting a job with the Bengals and now he's I think he's interviewing for the head coach of Bengals job. Man, you need to have a lot of resolve to be able to do that. And 
by that standard alone, he should be the coach of the year. Uh, I'm going to ask this question. Are you being serious? I was being less serious. Okay, uh, I guess in regards to him, and Baker Mayfield will kind of concur with me on this assessment. I, I, me and Rehan, me and Re- Rebound like to call him huge ass. So he does not deserve to be in any coach, coach of the year discussion. I think, um, you know, there are so many candidates. You've got Sean McWay, you've got Matt Nagy, uh, you've got Ed, uh, oh God, Ed Reed? Ed Reed? No, I don't think Ed, Ed Reed. Ed Reed? From which, which team? Sorry, not Ed Reed. Uh, oh God, the Kansas coach. Oh, Andy Reed. Andy Reed. Andy Reed. Uh, Pete Carroll's probably got to be in there too. Pete's definitely yeah. in there. No one I expected mean, Seattle to be where they were. No. I think I will give it to Pete Carroll. Okay. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'll give you that. Uh, I'm not going to... In the adversity they had, everybody thought they were, you know, rebuilding. Um, he's, and he's, I think he's the oldest coach in the league as well. The fact that he brings so much energy in the sideline, you know, it, it really goes to show the management, the upper management, and how strong they are in their resolve to be able to pull... Whatever Seahawks have been able to pull off, man, I'm just super surprised. Uh, you know, Legion of Boom is dead. Um, you know, um, their running game just sprung up. You know, Carson and Penny uh, and Davis, uh, you know, it's like a three-mount dragon. Uh, Lockett showed up. Wilson showed up. It just, it just goes to throw a lot of strength. And you can only have a strength when you have good leadership on top. And I, I do give a lot of credit to Russell Wilson, but I also give a lot of credit to Pete Carroll. Uh, you know, the kind of negativity they were going through. Going from the fact that you are about to rebuild to the fact that you made the playoffs is in itself a huge, is a huge task. And because of that, I'm giving Pete Carroll. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to go with someone a little different than both of you guys. I'm, I'm probably got, got to give it to Andy Reid. I mean, just considering that changing quarterbacks... Uh, being with a young quarterback like Mahomes and the offense getting markedly better even than they were with Alex Smith and with the same weapons and then just averaging, putting up lots of points. I mean, putting up 51 points in a game and still losing. So the offense was spectacular, and I think that propelled them to their 12-4 and record, so I got to give it to Andy Reid. Yeah, and they lost Kareem Hunt. Yeah, so that was a kind of a tough uh, break for them I mean but they had to let him go I mean that's just the landscape of today's NFL so I guess with that uh, I guess there's one more award but I th- in today's NFL as long as your name is not the Washington Redskins <laughs> okay do you think the Redskins should change their name hello yeah I'm here do you think the Redskins should change their name and I, I don't care about that. I just think they should. Uh, I, I just think they should stop uh, giving jobs to uh, um, to women beaters. You know, you got Reuben Foster in the in the in your team, and I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I think it sets up a really bad precedent for um, future NFL. I think the NFL in general is going one way, and Redskins going the other. It kind of it makes. Uh, 
uh, it makes your owner look really bad. Just a, it's a bad color, especially if you're the nation's capital and uh, this is how you present yourself. I just don't think uh, dance that. I think dance matter should make better. So since you brought up women's beater, do you think Kareem Hunt should get signed and will he get signed? He should get signed. I mean, if Ruben Foster's in the squad, <coughs> Tyree Kill choked his pregnant girlfriend in college. He, he's doing just fine. Uh, uh, you know, NFL is a different beast, and, and basketball is a different beast. I think um, if this had happened in basketball, uh, Kevin Hunt will probably never find a job. Uh, but because NFL Kareem has been rather lenient, uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Z, I'm sure you remember this Hardy guy in Dallas. Who, yeah, Greg Hardy. Uh, yeah. yeah, who was hired by, by Jones. Um, I mean, he had quite a checkered past, but they hired him. So if people like that can, can be hired, uh, I think this recently there was a game in Baltimore where uh, Ray Lewis showed up in one of the lineups uh, to commemorate a season. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. I was really surprised that they were able to do that. So if they can, if they can kind of forgive and forget and move on, then, then I think Kevin Hunt should be as well. Okay. <clears throat> Alrighty. Uh, so I guess one more award we have: Comeback Player of the Year. I think we've already kind of mentioned that Andrew Luck should be the guy. Uh, do we have any disagreement with that? Uh, no, I'm going Andrew Luck. This is the hands down unanimous one. This is the lock. This is the lock of the week, Larry. This the year, the week. year. Yeah, Andrew Luck, no, no question about it. Okay, so with that, that'll wrap it up for the wild card weekend of the NFL. Uh, just wanted to kind of point out for those who really care, my record in the regular season overall for over 102 games was 54 wins, 44 losses, and four pushes. So. All right, before we move on, uh, I got one last question for Sammy. Okay, it's two different questions, actually. So there's eight head coaching vacancies. Who do you think is the best coach? And who do you think our team that we both root for, the Green Bay Packers, who do you think they should hire and who do you think they will hire? Well, I think word on the street is they're going to hire uh, that guy from, uh, from Patriots. Josh McDaniels? Yes, Daniels. Uh, who they should hire? You know, I haven't really. I, I mean, I I love uh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, if they can get him, I think I think he should be the next coach uh, for the Packers. Um, I think I think Mike McCarthy definitely deserves another gig. I I just think he's. Oh, absolutely. He'll get another job for sure. He'll, he'll be a head coach next season. And I think he's the best one on the market. I was a big Mike McCarthy fan, but when it doesn't work out with your star player and your coach, obviously the coach is always going to be the one to go. Let's put this in perspective. Mike McCarthy's total win percentage is 63%. He's gone to one Super Bowl. Andy Reid, who we are saying should be the coach of the year, his total percentage winning is 61%. So Mike McCarthy is higher than Andy Reid. I just, I, I, I really hope he gets, I really hope he gets either, you know, either Sam Darnold at Jets or uh, Baker Mayfield. 
because they are rookies and they're, they're rookie contracts, they, so basically they have a lot of cap space left. They have about three to four years to to get whoever they want, and uh, I think Mike McCarthy definitely deserves that. I think I think he's the best coach right now not to have a job. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And uh, I the Packers, I just don't know what they're gonna do at this point, but. I hope that that they're gonna go in the right direction, man. This is very disappointing. Back to back, no playoffs. I mean, I don't know how you felt, but I was just freaking disappointed. You have the the most talented quarterback in the league, in my opinion, and it's just I've never dealt with back to back, no playoff seasons. So it's. Well, the thing is, last year you could understand because Rodgers was out uh, last year. Yeah, true. Um, this year. See, when, when in, here, here's the problem. When you give uh, over $100 million to your star quarterback, uh, you should also give him a little bit of veto power as well. When, when they let go of Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach, when they let go of Jordy Nelson, uh, without even asking him, uh, you're essentially playing with his chemistry. Uh, and, and, you know, when, when a quarterback, you know, quarterbacks are human beings as well. So if he has chemistry with his quarterback coach and he has chemistry with his star wide receiver, it's only helping the organization as a whole. When you take those pieces away and you fill in other pieces, uh, you cannot expect your quarterback is not God. You know, you cannot expect him to strike chemistry right away. So I understand this year was a year of a little bit of rebuild. We saw some new wide receivers, tested wide receivers. Aaron Jones really played up, uh, really did well this year. I think they need to work like it's always been the case. Uh, they need to put some pieces on the defensive side of the ball, and, and I'm really hoping this draft season that they're able to do so. Yeah, I agree. They do have two first-round picks this year, as they got New Orleans' first-round pick last year, but that's not going to be that great, but still in the first round. Okay, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens with these uh, head coaching vacancies. Uh, there's a, a couple. You know what they, 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 they call the Black Monday, like true Black Monday. <laughs> yeah. So I guess one more thing before we sign off for the night. Uh, we have the national championship coming up on Monday night. And we got, for the fourth straight season, Alabama and Clemson meeting up in some sort of the either the semifinal or the championship game. So in this one, we got Alabama giving six points. Sammy, what do you think about this matchup? I think they should stop naming it BCS Championship and just call it Alabama Invitational. Alabama always makes it to the finals. Uh, listen, man, I, there's no way they're not covering negative sixes. It's probably going to be maybe negative 21. Um, I think they should easily cover the spread. There's, You know, I saw both games. I saw Alabama play. I saw Clemson play. Clemson, yes, their victory was, uh, you know, they had a good victory, but, again, their opponents was not Alabama. Uh, the quarterback is good, but I think he has half the touchdowns that Tua has, so. I just don't even think it's going to be a contest. You know, unlike last time Clemson played Alabama when Deshaun Watson was able to beat them uh, against Jalen Hurts, uh, I just don't think it's that team. Tua is much better than Jalen Hurts. And uh, the Clemson quarterback, that 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 blonde Jesus look that he has, um, he's not Deshaun Watson. So I think Alabama is probably going to win this by way more than a score. Okay. Rebound, what do you think? You know, I was originally going Alabama pretty easily, agreeing with Sammy, but 
Uh, the spread opened at six and a half and it dropped to four and a half. I don't know what's going on with that. So they did say uh, the star defensive player Demarcus Lawrence or whatever his name was for Clemson is out again. Who missed the last game, but it didn't seem to play an effect as Clemson blew out Notre Dame. I definitely think Alabama wins this one and still wins by 10. Roll Tide. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with both of you guys here. I mean, I, lo- I really love Alabama here, giving six points. So I'm going to swallow the six points with Alabama. I think Tua is going to have a big game. Uh, they're going to be able to control Clemson's offense uh, and shut down ETN and make it tough for Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, as well. So with some of their big physical defensive linemen and linebackers, and I think they're going to roll on to their second straight national champion national championship and then they're sixth in the last 10 seasons so i'm gonna go 38 28 alabama in this one and swallow the six points and take them to win so before we sign off i have one last question for you sammy how many last questions are you gonna have okay just last one uh (laughs) nick saban obviously he's been a great coach for alabama and as i mentioned there's eight head coaching vacancies do you think there's any chance he leaves alabama no, of course not, man. They they should call him Saint Nick. Uh, no, <laughs> no, there's no way. I think I think he is. Uh, I think he has as he's probably very close to Bear Bryant's victories. Um, he he's definitely he he has the highest number of championships as a coach. I definitely don't think he's gonna leave that legacy. You know, he did did coach with he did coach. I think Miami Dolphins back in the day just had a losing record. I just don't think certain. I think certain coaches are meant for NFL, certain are meant for college. Uh, Nick Saban is definitely a college coach. He's done well at it. He has no reason to leave. <coughs> okay, that's fair enough. Uh, should be an exciting set of games uh, for both NFL and the national championship. Thank you so much for joining us, Sammy. You're welcome, guys. Players all mine. You have a good day. Take care of yourself, Lee. Uh Thank you so much for joining me as well, Rebound in studio. Thanks for having me on. It was a fucking great pod. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy all of the games, and I'll be back next week for a divisional round of the NFL playoffs.